Uh, whenever you're ready. Okay, yeah, I'm ready, yeah. Okay, cool. 25 years ago, you played a concert in front of the entire world. One month ago, you played in Barso, California for 40 people, most of whom were there for $2 taco night. Bill and Ted, what have you got to say for yourselves? Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. All right, welcome to Tonic Pop, the uh, Film Bros episodes where we talk about some upcoming movies and then we vamp off one of them create a or find a theme we uh we tend to think that top five lists get a lot of hits so we're hoping that's true of this one <laughs> if not can i ask any of you that are listening to just put it on repeat and just turn it down and just play it on spotify or wherever overnight um <laughs> and just just let it roll all night so you know that's a good eight hours nine hours of repeat and so that'll get us a few hits if this goes for an hour you know that'll give us nine per person if there's 10 of you that does it you know give us a good 90 to 100 uh plays so if you could do that that would be much appreciated all right so my name is nate hammond and um and welcoming to the home studio luke the duke almost i don't know i'm gone it's getting late um but we're having fun and uh we're talking today about uh, something that's really exciting us because it is a sentim- It's a, a sequel to a sentimental favorite. What is that film? That is Luke. Bill and Ted Face the Music. Choo-choo! Bill and Ted Face the Music. The stupidest sequel name on the planet, but... Um... <laughs> well, editor's note, I forgot about the sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer. I still know what you did last summer. Which probably just beats out Speed 2 Cruise Control. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping that the movie is better than the actual title. Well, it's, I don't know. It just sounds like a Disney, like a Nickelodeon title yeah. or something. Eh? Yeah. It does, like, after seeing now, you know, um, since the trailer's been released, after seeing the trailer, sense. it kind of, I can see why they chose that yeah. as the title. Okay. But um, it, it sounds. Let's put it this way. It sounds less stupid now than it did before I had seen the trailer. Yeah. And that's true too, because the trailer came out about a week or two ago. And, um, but it's, it's, it's kind of on funny. the nose. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The name is on the nose. It, it is. It's pretty descriptive of what the plot is. <laughs> you know, that's the whole plot. There we go, guys. Face the music. Three words. It does sound like a working title. Yeah, though, it yeah. does sound like a working title, but it's actually the, just a three word plot. They have to face <laughs> the music. Um, they become slackers. Uh, become yeah. slackers they were slackers when they were left wow, what's yeah, happened man it. like family I don't know like family gets in the I way I guess of they found dreams, their way by they? the end of uh... blinking kids <laughs> just see I'm even using the word blinking that was a dad word <laughs> blinking bloody kids alright so what what's going on with Bill and Ted um, in 2020 Bill and Ted well okay so the Bill and Ted face the music obviously follows on from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which is 91. And then, of course, the original Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which is in 89. Um, Which is what Nate was saying. It's, uh, for us, it's a sentimental favorite, especially Mm. the first one, especially. Um, And this one picks up where Bill and Ted have, they're supposed to write this uh, world-changing song. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the whole purpose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's Dalians, you know, they're the saviors of the universe, kind mm. of thing, and their music is supposed to unite everybody and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And what we see from the trailers is that I the think trailers that, funny. Yeah. <laughs> they think they're going to be met with like with a hero's welcome in, yeah. in the future. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, sure. And the one of the, I guess the the people from the future says to them something like, uh, "You played to." this many people like what was a month ago or something and then last week you played or like years ago yeah, yeah. and then this week you played to like 100 drunk people or something in Boston yeah, <laughs> something yeah, like yeah. that <laughs> some throwaway gig so that yeah they've just become and they're like, kind of like oh they've just become a bland covers band or something like that and yeah. just you know playing to empty empty clubs and pubs instead of creating a world changing song world yeah. healing song mm. yeah so the 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 premise of the movie is that they need to well, they've got to write that, you yeah. know, kind of um, 
world changing so we're and don't we need that now some. more than ever well, yeah come on true. bill come on ted <laughs> we need you we need that that song that's going to i don't know just change the world and, and heal the heal the world from the pandemic and uh Um, save us Bill save us Ted yeah <laughs> save us wild stallions wild stallions wild stallions rule I'm Bill S. Preston Esquire and I'm Ted Ye- Bill here let me take it okay and I'm Ted Theodore Logan yeah I'm okay. excited to see Bill and Ted's Bill and Ted save the sorry Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah. Um. I think I was a bit hesitant. I know we've spoke about it before, and before the trailer came out, it was there was a bit of uh, trepidation, I guess, yeah. about what um, what could come out of a a sequel this many years later. Mm. Um. And and also one thing I was worried about was the characters and how they would you know being the the personas that they had back in you know 89 91 when they were young yeah. kind of fit their characters like the youth kind of fit the characters and i was wondering how that would translate to kind of middle-aged right. men you did, know, did you see those. that on the preview or I, I didn't really well i didn't yeah you didn't uh maybe a little bit yeah i'm not really yeah i mean there's not there's not enough in the preview i guess yeah, to, to I'm, see I'm say that yeah but um but I felt like, from what I did see, I felt like uh, it it fit in with like the the characters, you know, where they seemed like the same people but older. Mm. Um, so I don't know. It it put me a little at ease a little bit, right? On, in that sense of sense of. So it. you were hoping for that? So you're hoping there's been no. no I was just not sure how they were going to do it and how right. they were going to pull it off. Yeah. Okay. Because you can't change the characters completely. No. And but then I you're thought it would be silly to have them act the same way that they were mm. you know right 30 years ago that's true but um so i don't know yeah i wasn't sure i'm feeling you know a lot more hopeful for it since the trailer came yeah. out you know and seeing them all buff in the in the uh, <laughs> in the jail scene in, in the jail scene yeah you know, that was that was pretty funny um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah so any more to say on that or should we get to our top five yeah well um <clears throat> Oh, I was going to say something else. No, I think, yeah, I think we probably said no. Yeah. Well, um, so when we're thinking about what would be the theme to pull out of this one to, you know, to discuss a top five on, we thought, oh, well, it's obvious. Um, Alex Winter's top five movies. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sorry, Alex. For it's, people it's that don't a, know who that is. <laughs> it's Bill. Um, it's Bill. Bill is Preston. Uh, but I mean, he's done some pretty cool things. Yeah. Like um, I love The Lost Boys is one of my favorite films yeah. uh one of my sentimental favorites and i i love him in that he's you know, gone on to do some behind screen he's done a lot of behind the scenes yeah. stuff yeah uh you know acting wise not a whole lot of movies i don't yeah. think i think he's in robot chicken or something and done some ben 10 stuff oh yeah <laughs> uh but but apart from that yeah mostly directing or yeah and writing i think so what we thought instead um instead of having to scratch our heads to to for too long on Alex Winter's films, we thought we'd just obviously discuss the other half of the Wild Stallions, which is Ted's um, future films or past films are the best of Keanu Reeves. Of which there are many. Of films. which there are many. <laughs> and you know what? It's really interesting. If you go and look up his catalog of movies, it's almost like you could split if you looked at like a rotten tomatoes list it's like you can find like half of them are green and half of them are red it's just it yeah, really is yeah. hot and cold eh? When, when it comes to his film choices yeah and i don't know if it's his film choices or if it's his acting or what have you but he's the type of guy though and we've discussed this before where even if he's not acting great he still comes out unscathed because he is so cool yeah so you, everyone will talk about, yeah, that movie sucked. Oh, you know, his acting was horrible and that, but man, he's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then he still manages to go and do another movie, he which goes, everyone loves. Yeah. 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 And he's just on, off, like on, John off, Rick. but you never hate him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 
as opposed there's another actor that's I think is kind of like that that who I would think oh, who's another similar actor which is really hot and cold and that might be like a Nicolas Cage mm. where he can have some incredible acting work and then suddenly he's just off and it might be just the choice of films because maybe when it comes to Keanu he probably doesn't have the greatest range like I don't know if you'd ask him to do an accent or something what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was just joking. Okay, well, he may, he may, and we're going to discuss our top five, and we might, I might find that I'm actually uh, no, telling think, myself a little fit. <laughs> well, I think if I look at my top five, I think they're mostly they're all sort movies. of silly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, he I comfortably sits there drama. for me. I know, yeah. and and he doesn't sit well in drama for me. But I did find one drama that I I really did um, like. I really did love. It's just mm. my style of of drama, I guess. And so, um, so I did include that one, but he really is an action guy. Mm. Yeah. And he can be, I think he fits, fits best into the action. Drama. He does. And yeah. he can be, he can play, he can do drama within yeah. action. He yeah. He doesn't yeah. do drama well within drama. It's yeah. In, you know, he can take a dramatic turn in an action genre, but he can't do the dramatic turn in a, in a purpose built vehicle for, you know what I mean? For a dramatic movie. Yeah. For yeah. a dramatic movie. He doesn't quite doesn't just doesn't quite nail it or mm. anything what we we're discussing before anything too angry he doesn't quite <laughs> like yeah a couple of scenes in constantine where he just didn't quite nail it i was like oh, you, you. but he does do angry when it's cool anger and so we'll, yes. we might these things might pop up as we talk about our top five anyway so i better not get too ahead of myself let's do it luke what do you got All for right. number five Number five. Oh. We'll probably have a lot of similar ones too. Cause yeah, we might. We probably will. top five are on probably a lot of people's top five lists. I'd say so. This one might not be. I, I, I mean, okay, I'm just going to say it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> so my number five sort of. is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, okay. That'll be on a lot of people's top five. Yeah, lists. I had to have it there. Yeah. It's, it's like... Of course. You know, we we talked about the new one. We didn't yeah, talk yeah. much about the old one. But um, for me, it's just... Uh, it's an iconic movie for yeah. me, and and uh, if you take Keanu Reeves, he he played that character perfectly. Yeah, at that and time of his life. At that time of his life, I think, it, it, yeah. like I think we've talked about it before, but he just slotted into that role. Yeah, and it was almost like it was made for him. Yeah, I agree. And it was it was it was really good. I think as a movie, like it's it's silly, it's fun, hmm. but it's it's a really good movie when you when you look at you know the way it the way it plays out and yeah no i, I agree and the, um the plot and everything yeah i think there are you know there are a few movie roles character um sort of character roles that go out there where there's only a small handful of people that just really slot into it and just fill every inch of that character mm. to perfection and and you know as silly as this movie is um so far as the characters go yeah he he nailed it it was what he was meant to do at that time of his life and and yeah. um, i agree um uh, we may or may not be talking about that <laughs> we'll find out let's find out if that's on my list anything more to say on it um no that's right maybe you can oh, wait. wait maybe you can wait a little bit and let's, let's see what um my voice is cracked <laughs> not really so my number 5 uh you, you really i could juggle um, my yeah. top five. I, I'm going to be honest, and um, I like a lot of yeah. top fives to be to be truthful. Actually, I, I think maybe my top three. I'm pretty convinced, but I've gone for. I thought I would start off with a dramatic role, and that is um, from Gus Van Sant's My Own Private Idaho, where he starred with Keanu Reeves, and so he did. He did do a good dramatic turn. Um, he did it well on this one. I've, I've seen him. I didn't like him on. Um, well, I liked him again. You like him. You, you say can't with help Keanu, but like him. Keanu yeah, Reeves. Keanu Reeves, yeah. You mean um, with... Um, or what did I say? I said, I think you said with Keanu Reeves. Oh. But you mean with... Um, River Phoenix, sorry. River Phoenix, yeah. Um, yeah, so with River Phoenix, and he was an incredible... I would have loved to see... You know, he's one of those heartbreaking ones, like Heath Ledger, because just so close. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, or there's so much more to give, rather. But Yeah. 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 But um, Keanu, he, I, th- I thought he played his role well in that one. It was pretty... Uh, it was a heartbreaking and moving story, but at the same time, sort of, what's the word, exhilarating. Had a lot of different elements, um, and it was a typical Van Sant type of uh, a film. It had, it, you know, it's impossible to pigeonhole it. Uh, it was really rich uh, and, I guess, um, audacious, controversial, 
all those sorts of things that make up a Gus Van Sant movie and Keanu slotted into the role that he was given really well and I, I bring this one up because I really want to sort of um, hold it against other dramatic roles that he's had where he hasn't done so well even if it's under the guidance of a great director such as um, Dracula mm -hmm. so I just felt like he was not made for the era that he was put in in Dracula and, yeah. and, I, and I didn't like it or the um, uh, what was uh, Much Ado About Nothing much yeah. to do about nothing yeah yeah um you know those ones when he's put into a different period he's not made he's not made for those periods and he mm. can't pull it off but if, as long as you stick him into you know a fairly modern uh period then he does okay and the same can be said for futuristic periods though like i guess he doesn't you can do okay with futuristic periods which we may talk about soon with some other movies but yeah yeah it doesn't do period <laughs> pieces well yeah yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I, I ambled, um, you know, rambled a little bit on that one, but I just really did want to showcase that he can, or show that he can do drama. He can. It just has to be the right place and the right time and the right character, and he can pull it off. Yeah, that was an honourable mention for me. Okay. Cool. And because um, uh, yeah, and it was uh, supposed to be a modern ab adaptation of Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah. Henry yeah, the Fourth. Henry Fourth. Yep. But yeah, good movie. Mm, cool. Cool. All right. What's your number? Number four. four? Yeah. My number four, and similar to you, I mean, there's a few that I, you know, kind of struggled with placing, but my number four is Point Break. Okay. Um, so I've gone with that with my number four. It, I think it's the same year as um, My Own Private Idaho. I think it was 91 as well. Yeah. And then Point Break. 91. 91 yep. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And. Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Yep. Great director. I think this. This one was kind of the first movie, you know, where he stepped into more of an action yeah, right. role, um, an action hero. Well, I guess showed his, you know, his uh, capability to do an mm. action, action role. And although it had some kind of deeper moments with the storyline and stuff, um, it is it's a yeah. classic action movie. I think he was he worked well together with Patrick Swayze. And again, it's one of those iconic movies. Definitely a '90s icon. Yeah. Um, and I'll I'll vamp on this a little bit too because it's my number four as well. So we'll, we'll go back and forth <laughs> on it. But um, uh, what, what was going to say? You know, I think James Cameron is credited as a writer as well. So at that, that time, uh, Catherine oh, they would have been together. They would have been together. Yeah. So Catherine Bigelow, the director. Yo, yo, yo! Uh, sorry about that, guys. I don't know what was happening there. That warbling, that crackling, that whatever it was, that squealing. There was some. There was a glitch in the matrix, obviously. Uh, but what we're talking about was James Cameron being credited as a writer on Point Break, which is kind of cool, I think. So back to it. Um, was a co-writer. There's a few co-writers, but and I'm pretty sure I can look it up real quick. But James Cameron was credited as a writer as well, a co-writer on it. Mm. Um, so James Cameron, of course, of Titanic and yeah. Avatar fame. And, uh, it's had a big a, deal. That was, that was a big deal, and it's kind of a cool moment yeah. when Catherine Bigelow and James Cameron, as ex yeah. husband and wife, were up for the same Best Director award yeah, at yeah. the what, what year was that? I want to say like nine or ten or something for Hurt Locker and um, Avatar. Must be somewhere two thousand nine, nine, yeah, something like that. So anyway, and she and she ended up winning the award so for Hurt Locker, which is a pretty cool uh, full circle sort of thing but yeah um so it was really well written it's 2010 sorry 2010 yeah, yeah. so it was re uh, w really well written and you'll get the same old because it's a you know sort of a blokey uh action film you get the same sort of elitist critics that will you know wow 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 about it and you know <laughs> and give their sort of elitist opinions but it was it was it was a killer movie it's um, an exciting movie it's, it's exciting. thrilling yeah and, yeah it's there's so much in it you know with the the bank robberies and the um, the skydiving at the end. But <laughs> like see, it's, yeah, but yeah. but Catherine Bigelow is such a great director. She takes this action movie and she puts heart into it. Yeah, she tells a story. She tells a story, and so the the Point Break update, which I could I only watched fifteen minutes of it, and I gave up on it. The um the the two thousand seventeen yeah. version, I want to say, or yeah. something like that. Um, um, yeah, I can't remember what year it was, but. It's yeah, I couldn't do it, man. I just, it was just only because I probably could have watched it if it wasn't considered a remake. And someone said, "Hey, do yeah. you just want to watch a action film? Yep. You know about 
adrenaline sports or whatever, you know, I could have sat down and watched it. 2015 it came out. 2015, oh wow, it's been a while. Um, you know, but these preconceived notions of like, you know, this is a childhood favorite or a teenage favorite and I'm, I'm ready to go, let's do it. And then it sucked. And so, because yeah. it, it didn't have the heart that this um, 91 point break had. That's a good point, yeah. 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 And that's, a, that's all down to the director. Yeah. And then secondary to that is the actors being able to pull it off. I think this is a good example of what you were saying before that he can do he can do drama in action in action he does and yeah this is a perfect example where mm. he he pulls it off really well yeah um within this i you'd say action movie even though it's this it's more than just an action movie but mm. like you're saying with the story and everything but yeah he does that really well in this one hell yeah and mm. um there was um sorry i found one review from a critic uh, that I that I liked and I wanted to pull out and read a nearly flawless marriage of the genre cliches of the classic '80s model cop action picture with the elevated physicality of the '90s action films to come. Yeah. That's almost a perfect review right there of yeah, exactly yeah. what it was. It was taking because it was '91, right? And so yep. it was coming out of that '80s area where we had these, yeah, like, what, as Beverly said, Hills the model cop, cop yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop sort of thing, and and um sort of like the beat em up cop style and all the TV shows were just saturated with cop shows and stuff like that. And then, yeah. and then, um, and then Mal did it into the diehard sort of, and all those things that were terminated to and all these yeah. things that were to come, right. These, these action films that were to come and hit us hard and the Rambos. And I mean, that started a little bit earlier, but yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then the nineties, the early nineties, especially was rich with these, yeah. with these smash them up action films. And so this just blended it perfectly. And, and as well as that, as we said, Catherine put heart into it by creating a, um, uh, you know, spoiler, screw it. Because I mean, I guess if you haven't seen it, yeah, we're talking about come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but the, uh, what the Stockholm syndrome, um, you know, yeah. that, that was created and it was believable, you know, totally believable. Totally and believable. you like, you're rooting for, like him you don't know who to root for yeah Yeah. for the bad guys (laughs) yeah you're rooting for the bad guys that's it so you as the viewer become um prone to the stockholm syndrome yeah yeah the way it's like you you feel the same feelings that keanu reeves feels through the film yeah yeah, like you're sucked into it just the way he is yeah and yeah you You can see exactly what yeah yeah, the journey that he goes on you feel the same you feel the whole thing through Mm. the journey which is amazing really if you think about right the way yeah, she does that in the movie mm. and brings that out. And brings it out. I mean, and I'm glad she finally got a got an award, um, Oscar recognition mm. in 2010, um, some years later for The Hurt Locker, you know, which similar um, sort of buddy themes and, and, you know, coming together and... Uh, which we are, we are, we can say that our brother was a stuntman, yeah. which was pretty cool, <laughs> and um, got, got blown up on behalf of... Uh, who was it? Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yeah. yeah. He got to be Guy Pierce's stunt double. So that's our number four. I say Al, but we have a separate list. Yeah. Um, we both have the same one for number four, which is point break. All right. So what's your number three? <laughs> My number three is speed. <laughs> is that your number three? <laughs> uh, what if our like, uh, top four <laughs> were the same? <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll swap one around <laughs> so for me like this is the perfect progression from point break um to speed where it's kind of like you've got <laughs> i yeah. know we've talked about this before but yeah. you know speed 94 i think yep. that one um you've kind of got you know the beginnings of his action career with point break and then you got full-blown kind yeah. of action star you know he holds the movie i mean he has sorry sandra bullock um alongside oh, him she's incredible yeah yeah but um dennis he doesn't hopper have yeah the kind of well yeah dennis hopper as well course, yeah. um different to you know playing alongside patrick swayze and mm. and that but um you know he is kind of the the lead actor in the movie yeah yeah and um yeah but great great supporting cast and um sandra bullock is is awesome in the movie uh, dennis hopper as usual is amazing well i think harry would be very disappointed feeling that we're right back where we started huh let her go you don't need her you have the money take it and walk come on just take it and walk you don't need her come on just take it back there stay right there i'll do it i'll let go i'll let go oh yeah you still don't get it do you jack huh 
huh? The beauty of it. A bomb is made to explode. That's its meaning, its purpose. Your life is empty because you spend it trying to stop the bomb from becoming. And for who? For what? Do you know what a bomb is, Jack, that doesn't explode? It is a cheap gold watch, buddy. Man, I, I, you know, I'm going to keep it as my number three and we'll just yeah, talk yeah. about it. But I mean... Um, <laughs> So this has got to be on the top list, you know, and on the list of top action films of all time. If if um, Rolling Stone is still putting out those lists, I don't know. But but it is the tension, you know, and the yeah. tension just can't come down to the action and the filming. The actors have to be able to pull it off. They have to be able to show that they are actually uh, feeling the tension. Yeah. And like we were saying before, what Keanu Reeves does do well, what he doesn't do well is drama within drama but what he does do well is drama within action yeah and this is another example and it builds throughout the movie yeah and it, again like they take you on that journey with them you know i mean it's it's one of those movies where most of it is on is in the same kind of setting it's on that bus for yeah, most yeah, of the movie yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't feel like it's i don't know too confined no the way they the way they do it and the way they tell the story no, the yeah. store is not confined, but at the same time, you feel confined or constricted. You, yes, you feel like yeah, you're yeah. on that bus, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and if the bus crashes, you're going with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you're not, yeah, you're not singing wheels on the bus, um, <laughs> you know, 200 times. You actually are, you know, part of that. And it's, it's fast moving at the same time as being dramatic, you know? It's, it's not a slow moving drama. It's, no. um, I mean, it's action, but it's drama if that makes sense. if you haven't seen it you probably don't know what i'm talking about but if you have seen it you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah. it's bloody dramatic although it's an action <laughs> film it is dramatic and you know and, yeah yeah um fast moving action drama i guess you could call it um, thriller yeah it's kind of as well yeah 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 and you, yeah even a thriller um because mm. they've got to sort of um decode the uh, enigma of the uh yeah. of the bad guy yeah and you know and what he's putting out there and it's so definitely so there's a lot going on most of it's set on the bus but there's a few things that are set off the bus as yeah. well which are, i guess the thriller elements um so yeah definitely i highly recommend it if you haven't seen it and if you haven't seen it it's probably because you're born 10 years after it or something because most people probably have seen it if they're of our generation at least or thereabouts yeah yeah, yeah. cool yeah, definitely anything else to say on speed jeff daniels as well jeff daniels oh yeah there. of course yeah. um yeah good cast yeah, really good cast. That Sandra Bullock, that was probably was that one of be one of her first, definitely. I think it was one of her first big roles. It was the first yeah. blockbuster. Yeah. Right. I think that was really what made her a household name, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, she was great on it. Okay, so there we go. So go and um go and check out this uh this awesome thriller slash action film slash drama. Yep. Do yourself a favour. What's definitely. your number um <laughs> I don't know. The same as yours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right. no, here we go. Be. Here we go. Okay. So we've so far we've had the we same, might have mixed them up. <laughs> we've had the same four and three, and we're up to two, aren't we? Yep. Okay. So for the last for four and three, we we've had the same ones. Which to repeat is uh, Bill and Ted and Speed. No, is it, uh, no, I have Bill. Sorry, and Point Ted. Break. Point so Break and right. Speed. Yep. Okay. Point Break and Speed. All right. So what is your number two? My number two is. John Wick. Oh, bloody hell. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But which one? Which one? Which one? Which one? Okay. So I could have all of them there. I was going to ask the same thing. Can I yeah. have all of them? Okay. No, I, no you only got to pick one and I'll pick okay. one. Okay. I'm, I'm going to pick... I think I know which one you're going to pick. I'm oh, going to pick the good. first one. Okay, good. Because okay. that's our right. introduction to the character. Okay, cool, cool. So for me, cool. that's always hard to beat, you know, um, the kind of introduction to a character right. although I feel like the next two movies are very strong yeah. sequels uh, yeah, and definitely. I I love them all mm-hmm. um, and uh, I think I know which one you're going to pick but um, but yeah the third one is really good I think that would be my next pick and then the second one would be my my last what, what one what makes but... it such a good action film because it has now <sighs> been held as a benchmark yeah you know? yeah I think everyone likes a good revenge story. Mm. <laughs> and like John Wick is, it does have its, you know, like kind of pitfalls and stuff with certain things in the storyline, but it's, it's a hard hitting action movie that you, 
you know, at the beginning of the movie, you're introduced to this character. They give you enough to kind of feel, you know, what he's feeling that he's hurt and he's you yeah, know, yeah. down. And then, and then something else happens. Oh, we're we gonna spoiler alert, I guess. No, it's okay. You yeah. go and watch it. You yeah, know, you he gets John Wick. Yeah, gotta go and see it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, he gets you know his wife. I mean, this is all happens at the beginning of the movie. Anyway, his wife mm. dies, um, and he's given up this previous life that he had as a hitman i guess you'd call yeah. it his wife oh before she dies she sets up she um after she dies um a present arrives for him which is mm. a little puppy because yeah. she says something like i know you need something to to love or to you know yeah, to hold yeah, on yeah. to and so he does and then um and then anyway someone comes along and comes after him and kills, still pees me. Still kills the dog man don't yeah. kill the dog why and so this is this is oh. the thing you know the last kind of the last thing that he was holding on to from his wife yep. and his connection to his wife has just been taken away from him mm. and he just goes just on a snaps. rampage yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, i think i think you feel it like i i feel it. i want him to to do it i want him to go on the rampage right. you know and and kind of uh, get even with those people. Mm. And I, I, it's got some, like, just some cool things where, you know, he's obviously had this past life. And, you know, we soon find out what that entails. Mm. And, you know, when people kind of, uh, you know, these people kind of that killed the dog don't realize who he who he is. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, um, people tell them, tell them who they are. They're like, you didn't just piss off someone. You right. pissed off you did something to John Wick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're like, uh, good luck <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just kind of giving you that uh, notion of how... But it didn't It didn't drag on. It didn't do it drag no. on with big backstories. Not like I am. Like <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's perfect. No, no, that, what I mean is about the backstory. They didn't go on and on about the backstory. It was it concise. To, it was just concise. It was really concise and knew when to get out of its own way. It's sort of like, just sort of... It, do you know it, it how long like, it is because um, i feel like it's not a very long movie but i'm not sure i'm not sure how long it is it's um but it, it was it wasn't a big movie in regards to its scope right it just no it kept it sort of small and tight and just and even the story it didn't allow the story to get in the way of good action sequences yes and it, yes. it really was like the directors were just going like you know what um the action sequences uh, what people are going to come and see John Wick for? That's what they know. Keanu Reeves is just—they probably know. They like we've been talking about what Keanu Reeves does best, and they probably go like, "This character is made for Keanu Reeves. This is what he does best. This is like a, this is like, like um, Neo has just gotten out of the Matrix and now he's in the real world and something. I don't know. You know what I mean? And like, yep. and he doesn't yeah. have all those powers anymore or something, but he's still a, a you know. A, a badass fighter yeah yeah you know and and so they've put him in there and they've just he's this sort of brooding yeah you know dude he suits the part again and he suits just the part down again. to like yeah yeah but there's no big story else. a dog got killed and then he got mad and went yeah. and killed everyone that's when that's you take it apart you're like well, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> if you i feel like if you were telling someone just the basic bits of the plot of the story who hadn't seen it right you'd be like this movie sounds ridiculous. Yeah, if you were nobody going to try and sell it, it'd be like, you know, yeah. I know that Seinfeld episode when they tried to sell the idea of Seinfeld. Like, it's a story about nothing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, um, yeah, but why is he going, oh, because they killed his dog. They killed his dog, so uh, he goes. Can you give us a bit more than that, please? But, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's incredibly done. It's incredibly shot. Yeah. Um, it's, an, it's an hour and 47 minutes, but okay. it feels quicker just because it's, rapid, it's yeah. yeah, it's it really is. And like you said, it doesn't drag anything. Nothing drags in the movie. You're, I feel like you're entertained from the beginning to the end. It's, yeah. you know, they tell that bit of the story at the beginning, but the action is almost nonstop. And yeah, that's, that's what happens. Um, I mean, and it continues, but on, so we're talking about it being quite small and what we've seen is it goes from one to two to three, yeah. which is my second, is that what you guessed? Yep, yeah. Okay, cool. Number so three. John Wick 3 is going to, is my, because I, I do like story. I'm, I'm, I'm a movie goer that loves a good story. And I feel yeah. like the story came of age, um, in, in the yeah. third one. Yeah. And you really got to start to know, and they start to tell backstories a little bit more and they expand the world. So they, they create this world and you get a taste of it in, in John Wick 1. Um, mm. you know you just but you get a taste of it and then in, in John Wick 3 you really get to see sort of like the the machinations and the yep. you know and, and the cogs 
I guess, uh, of this world and sort of see all the um, the underbelly and the underground sort of movements and yeah. uh, how it all fits and how it all works. You get to see how the machine operates. Yeah, how, how the, the machine, machine operates. Works. And then you, um, and not only that, but the scope expands because he leaves the city. Yeah. You know, and so it goes, it becomes more of an adventure because yeah. it gets outside of that that dark world um, and gets yep. out into the open sunshine. Uh, that's me trying not to give away too many spoilers, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but and, and describe it in that way. He's being chased from the beginning of the movie. Oh, and yeah, until and that's the, the other very thing, isn't end it? of the movie. Yeah, it's incredible. It's it's one yeah. long chase, uh, whether it's on I've, foot or I've never on se- horse. I don't, I don't even know if I've seen that many chase scenes in one movie. Like because he is being you know hunted for the whole yeah. movie, um, but it's just epic in the way they go from one scene to another you know it's like chase fight scene chase fight scene chase fight scene goes over here for a bit comes back chase fight scene (laughs) constantly on the run he has a couple of moments of sort of respite yeah but even when those moments of respite they turn into something something and the respite doesn't last long and it's only like it's it's even in those temporary respite moments the whole time you're like on edge because you know that he's not safe yeah, you know he's not in a safe. Even if it, it's a seemingly safe place, you he's know he's safe, safe. nowhere. Yeah. There's nowhere that he's safe. Yeah, uh, except for maybe one place. But then the person that he was safe with may not have been a safe person because that person could have, with a f- click of the finger, changed his mind. Mm. Do you know what you know? What yes. I'm going with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that that's it would give away a major spoiler if I if I said any more than that. But yeah. but generally speaking, he's just on the run the whole time. He's never safe. People are trying to kill him the whole time. So it's running, fighting, running, fighting. This is I, I love. Uh, I told you why I love three. Um, it's also got some really super cool scenes. So this is a super cool world mm. um, that has been created. That's the other thing. I feel like it's, it's really cool well thought out. World, yeah. Yeah, I think like you said, they gave us like a teaser in the in the first movie, and but again, they didn't let that get in the way. You know, like they they drop little bits, like little clues here and there, mm. um, and then you know in the second one they expanded a bit more, and then in the third one you kind of feel like you've gotten the whole picture now. And That's you it. It really was built, and and I feel like there's still room for for more for to more too. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to John Wick Four, and I hope that's what they do. Twenty twenty two. Either that, or they go back to the first floor, like. Um, yeah, if that makes sense, you know, you either because it is, uh, and maybe at a point where you wouldn't want to expand too much more, or it yeah. might get a bit silly, but yeah. um, we'll soon find out. Um, so either a little bit of more world build, building, but not too ridiculous, because we've sort of seen the the head honcho now, and mm. there's nothing above that top rung. Uh, Otherwise, maybe stepping back a little, I could see that going sort of back to the raw initial state. I'm not. I'm not sure what. Have you seen any review uh, previews for John Wick Four? Or no, um, I haven't. No. No. Okay. So there's um, there's a lot of fake stuff out there, but <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I feel like uh, I don't know that much yet, but at the end of number three it leaves you in a very interesting place yeah um which obviously does lead on to what's going to happen can i just say that was the silliest part of three i just wish he had like again spoiler i just the most unbelievable part because you watch you watch what happened at the end of three and they're like come on like yeah that's that's superhuman stuff that's the most unbelievable yeah now you're on to triple x Fast and Furious territory and that's the only thing that just bugs me a little bit and i do have my theories about you know without i guess this is a newer movie so i don't give away too much but um without giving it away i have my theories about you know what was happening and maybe what was happening that did that um they didn't show us i guess what was yeah okay yeah the difference between what we saw and what we were told um might be different sorry that might be different to okay what actually happened? I'm not sure. Anyone that hasn't seen this is going to be like, what the hell are these guys talking about? <laughs> it's just so vague. Well, we don't want to give it away too much because that is the latest one. Although there's a four coming out soon. Three is the latest one. We gave away a few spoilers for the first one. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's tough on you. But um, <laughs> but but it would be a major, major spoiler. And I want you to go and see it. John Wick Chapter yeah. 3, if you haven't already. Parabellum. 
um yeah it's it's a great action movie if you're into your action movies you know this is this is just up there and four was action movies of all time yeah yeah me too and four was supposed to come out next year but it's been pushed back to 22 what no and i I think that's purely because of the work they've you know have to do because they hadn't finished when when covid hit yeah Fucking hell. So, um, film it somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> just, just suffer the, the 14 day quarantine. <laughs> quarantine. Go to New Zealand. <laughs> just come on. They'll get it done for you. Yeah. So it looks like, uh, the date at the moment is May 22. Ah, oh, that's just too long. Mm. Like, I can watch John Wick on a small screen though. So I'm, I'm happy if they just go directly to streaming. Yeah. You hear that? Yeah. All right. <laughs> You don't, want, you don't want that to happen though because no. you're a movie theater director. I'm like what are you talking I'm about yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but I'm just anxious for it yeah. but um, yeah I think and I think the of course the director Chad uh, Stahelski did a great job he's um, yeah uh, before John Wick I think he was best known for V for Vendetta yes another good um, movie I also saw that he was credited with Kung Pao into the fist but I don't really yeah but I, I tried to look more into that and I couldn't see his name attached to the actual to imbd or anything but it's in rotten tomatoes it's there so i don't know what's going on um by now depending which one i release first yeah kung pao should have been in our top five <laughs> you know what the first half but then it gets yeah it gets, it gets a bit awful cr- after a bit that. Silly. Yeah, yeah yeah the first half is i was just peeing myself with laughter and then it just gets so stupid yeah. but john wick is not stupid john wick is a smart sharp action thriller look if you're not into your action movies you may watch it and just go oh, this is just a big dumb action thriller but if you are into action movies and you're great you've got a great critical eye for what makes a good action film uh you know you'll recognize the value yeah. um, of john wick and and how all the elements line up perfectly and how keanu reeves was you know just as sylvester stallone was born to play rambo and rocky keanu yeah. reeves was born to play john wick yeah and um, I don't know because I don't think we mentioned yet, but great supporting cast. Oh yeah, Lawrence and, Fishburne. Uh, yeah. How cool is is that to have that? You know him. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, after the Matrix and Morpheus. Yeah, Morpheus <laughs> and, and Neo are back together. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, who else is in? Well, in three. Halle Berry. We got Halle Berry. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Ian McShane's in all three of them. I think. Yeah, he is too. He's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you got um Mark Decase. Oh yeah, he plays Zero. Decase, um, yeah. Yeah, a couple other guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was that? What was that movie that brought him to? Ah, uh, was looking uh, at the couple other movie. Only the strong. Only the strong. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so it's a great, just a great fight movie and action movie. So go and see it. You know, and it's also one other thing I'll say about it. It's got two of the coolest animal action scenes that I've yeah. ever seen. So <laughs> with the with the um, you know, it's shunned the typical car chase scene that's trope of every action yeah. movie. And, and he does and a lot of running he does a lot of running yeah. yeah yeah that's what's cool about it like it doesn't it, it is filled with the same old tropes which you have to have because yeah. that's what makes you recognize it as an action film but it twisted them it gave them twists yeah. so instead of a car chase it was car, uh, motorbikes chasing a horse was it motorbikes I'm trying to remember I think so I think so yeah yeah um, cars and motorbikes whatever but the, but chasing he was on a horse um, you know or, or running so it just twisted the tropes a little bit so it wasn't so cliche. So I really loved that about it. Yeah. Yeah. So we've gone on about John Wick for a while. We're obviously fanboys. <laughs> um, and so will you be once you see it. Yeah. I, I think if you're a fan of action movies. So yeah. Go Definitely. for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, are we up to honorable mentions? That was that two? Yeah, that was the two. was two. Okay. Honorable, men- honorable mentions. Let's do it. Yep. Let's okay. It. So I had. Constantine. Yep, I got that too. And uh, my own private Idaho. I had, yeah, right. um, had the replacements. See, Constantine was almost. It was yeah. an almost one. See, yep. it was a great idea. But yeah, it's not quite. It was not quite. There was just a few things that were off. Yeah. Um, uh, who played the devil? Um, what's his name? Yeah, from uh, Fargo. That's killing me. I can't think of his name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Was it not? Yeah, it was Peter Stormier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There he is. Yeah. yeah. And Kevin Rosdale was in it as well. He plays Balthazar. Yeah, if you right. remember nineties. Yeah, yeah. Gavin Rosdale plays. <laughs> fan of. Uh, if you're a fan of uh, not not blue, I was going to say blue. Not yeah. Blue. Um, no, no. Oh gosh. That's killing me now. Ah, so. uh, glycerin. Um. Yeah. What's the name of that? Uh, come Bush. on, Bush. Sorry. Bush. Um. Yeah. So Gavin Rosdale from Bush. He, he plays a character on there. Um. Glycerin. 
Uh, but yeah, the, you know, I I love Peter um, uh, Storm, but man, I didn't like him as his character. Yeah, I hated it so much, and and it was just a few things over the top. Yeah, I don't know. No, just kind of not the right intensity and not the right yeah. evil. I never felt scared. Uh, he, was, yeah. he was Lucifer Morningstar. He yeah, was the yeah. devil. He was, you know, the evil of all evils. Satan himself. He was. He was Satan, and it was just like. Uh, I'm not yeah. scared of you, man. Like yeah. I should really fear you, and I and it made me feel like Constantine didn't have to be scared of him either. Yeah, like I thought Tilda Swinton did a better job. Um, you know, and as Gabriel, she as Gabriel, she was she was great as that sort of it was a anti-hero kind of Gabriel. Mm. You know, yeah, was, yeah, that's right. Um, but tricky, and she wasn't the pure angel, and not you know, what you was, expect. Not what yeah. you expect. Yeah, and Sheila Booth played a great part too. I think yeah. she did really I well. I forgot he was in it. Yeah. Um, Rachel uh, Weiss, can I say that right? I never say that Weiss, right. Weiss, yeah. Weiss, Weiss, um, you know, in a, in a young role, because this was back in 2005. But anyway, Constantine's not one of our top five. It's just one of the honorable mentions. So yeah. we're going to be banging on about it. <laughs> Talking a lot about it. But again, that was what I, I thought I wanted to bang on about it because that's an example of when Keanu can do it almost right. But yeah. then he just, when he takes a dramatic turn, I don't know, there were a couple moments when he just went a bit too, I don't know, comical, I want to say. Yeah, it yeah. just didn't work. Uh, but, but overall it bit was, of overacting yeah yeah to get the to, yeah. to try and get that he went a bit Nicolas Cage a couple moments um, intensity <laughs> and it didn't quite work for yeah. him he's got got cool rage that's yeah, you yeah. know what I mean like that's what works simmering, best for him he's just simmering that simmering rage. like that gritted teeth rage yeah not that like shouty foot stomping rage that Anger, does, yeah. yeah it doesn't really work for him but no but I like Constantine I could watch that again yeah what was the other one? My, my Private Idaho that was up there too. Yeah, um, and I had uh, The Replacements. Oh yeah, that's cool. Um, yep. Just a fun, fun movie, funny movie. Yeah, like we've said before, another another episode. Those sort of underdog, yeah, um, sport movies. They always get you, even yeah. if it's a half pie movie. I it's think still watchable. Yeah, and that one for him too. That one fit him quite well. That mm. role that he played in that in that movie. And uh, Man of Tai Chi, which he directed oh, yeah. and was in and then Definitely. street kings i really liked it didn't do very well at all at all <laughs> but um i really liked it devil's advocate okay. and then another one that i liked that did really bad was 47 ronin okay. but when i when i saw it <laughs> I, I liked it i recognize the you know what's wrong with it but right. uh but i did enjoy the movie when i saw it so i think um I could go along with most of those as honorable mentions. I'd also put in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, so no, that's not the number one. <laughs> um, that was... Actually, it was, it was a struggle. It was a, clo- yeah. it was a close one. I, I thought, well, because we're talking about Bill and Ted's face and music, I thought... And I knew you'd bring it up, so I thought I'd get yeah. that one out. So it was more more to that. But it's yeah. actually... If I'm going to be honest, and I talk about my top five favorite uh, Keanu Reeves movies that I enjoy and I could rewatch. that's there. It's definitely there. Yeah. I really think highly of well like uh the river's edge i, I watched i've only seen it once and i, yeah, I haven't I seen that but i know that yeah. was supposed to be one of his big turning points for yeah. his career yeah. yeah yeah i really liked it uh what was i thinking of um parenthood parenthood was is up there <laughs> um i i thought he played a good role there uh, constantine i've already said scanner darkly like i could oh, go yes. on there's quite a few yeah. um that he did really well and um scanner darkly almost made my my top five because I, I, I kind of dig those sort of quirky films. Yeah. But uh, none of those are my number one and none of those are your number one. <laughs> or maybe one of those that I said is your number one. I don't know. But I'm going to guess it's not. And I'm actually going to guess that we've probably got the same number one. <laughs> we have um, to. Because it hasn't been brought up already. <laughs> um, so I Why guess... Don't you go? <laughs> I, 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 all right. So sh- sh- should we... No, no. I'll go, I'll go one, two, three and then we'll say it at the same time already. Okay. Okay, one, two, three. Replicas. Matrix. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, the Matrix definitely, definitely the Matrix. Um, the the replicas. I I, I will Not watch so it when I'm sort of like bored and home alone. Run out of stuff to watch. When I run out of stuff to watch in the year. 2065 or if, if COVID keeps our movie theaters shut for too much longer uh, yeah then, yeah, then replicas catch up on to, some content I'll definitely have to watch that but um for now note Matrix of course the Matrix the like, one the, the one this was his most would you say it's his most iconic role or it's definitely up there it's funny you know because 
Um, I would have said definitely it's his most iconic role. But now being John Wick as well, I think I think I think Neo is the one he's most remembered for. Yeah. I, I actually think Neo probably because John Wick has become iconic amongst action movie fans. That's true. Yeah. But I don't know how many people that are not action movie fans would be even aware of Yeah, Neo reaches a wider base, yeah, a wider yeah. audience base for yeah. sure. Um but he has had a few characters that have become kind of Iconic characters. I mean, Bill and Ted again oh, yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as well. Bill and Ted, but, um, Johnny Utah. Um, yeah. Yep, but definitely, I, I would say this, yeah, Neo, the Matrix, his most most iconic mm. character. Yeah, and, and I agree. And that's why I've got him, got that on my number one as well. Yeah. Um, the Matrix, I mean, there's, what, what do you say that hasn't been said about the Matrix? Yeah. Um, I just remember when I first went and saw the Matrix at, at the, you know, the theater when it came out in 98 was it um yeah, yeah i felt like i'd never seen anything like it mm. you know i felt like it it pushed some boundaries of action um cinematography and filming styles that had never oh, been yeah. done before and and i and i feel like after like it changed some of the way action movies were made and filmed after it right or influenced the way some action not all of them but um it, yeah, it and, and it gave it brains as well it gave an action movie a lot of brains yeah um, you yeah. know it, it and when i say it gave it brains it actually discombobulated the brain when you watched it you know yeah. it was like twisted and turned the brain but, but but while at the same time invigorating all your other senses i mean yeah. even taste because i was eating popcorn when i watched it so <laughs> the chassis gave us like bullet time and all that kind of stuff mm. you know which um and i think the pace of the movie um if you think about the matrix um action movies since then have have picked up their pace a lot like if you watch an action movie now compared to an action movie that came out in the 80s right the pace of the pace is so much different that's true too um and and the action sequencing you know is is a lot different um to to more modern movies but at the same time it didn't so yes but it took time to tell the story it took time to tell the story yeah Unlike, say, a Michael Bay movie. I don't want to rip on Michael Bay, so I shouldn't say that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, a lot of that is... Just, oh, definitely. Yeah. It's just, just sort of... It's not just mindless action, action scene, yeah. one action scene after the other. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, um, like, The Bourne Identity, or those that trilogy, yeah. is a good example of it. You know, it tells a story, but it's... Yeah, sure. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's non-stop action from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Yeah, I think these kind of movies, you know, they find a way. I mean, it's... Matrix is sci-fi as well, but... Um, it manages to tell a story and keep you fully immersed in it mm. while it's, you know, with, with action sequence after action right, sequence. Right. And yeah, we're calling it an action movie, but it really is sci-fi. sci-fi really, yeah. It's, yeah, it's sci-fi action. And I think even like the, the latest um, Star Trek, you know, adaptions have followed that sort of as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, where they've created these sort of more action-filled sci-fi worlds. Yeah, Even if you look at the modern James Bond compared to the old In the James modern James Bond, Bond you know, right, yeah, yeah. If you look at uh, Daniel Craig's James Bond movies, mm. they're all much more fast-paced. Right. Then, I mean, if you go back and watch the Sean Connery one, you know, it's a lot different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And um, not saying that that's good or bad, it's just different. Mm. It's just a different way of, of doing things. Um, but it, it, like, it does hurt some of the older movies, like I feel for younger generations, like... You know, they're used to these fast-paced movies and they go back and watch a classic and might find it boring right. because it's a lot slower pace, a lot more of a slower pace than the new. I think there were a few. Style. To be fair, there's probably, you could probably like, like the Diehards and Terminator. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, so there were, were that spattering. But yeah, to include that sort of, that highly intelligent, like that thinking person, because of the sci-fi element, mm. it brought in the thinking you know into it as well and it wasn't just a visual feast you yeah, had to actually yeah. engage your brain yeah uh, to try and understand it but at the same time you didn't have to have a brain to enjoy it if that makes sense i mean you could be like yeah you, enjoy you it. just watch it for what yeah. it was and, and yeah. just yeah be entertained yeah so i know my children i'm not saying they're low iq but they enjoyed it but they're, they're children yeah right yeah um i mean and they're smart children but you know they're kids and they enjoyed the <clears throat> matrix Mm. even though a lot of it would have been over their head i'm sure yeah yeah it, you know i have to correct something sorry it was 99 not 99, 99 yeah, yeah. Mm. and so far as keanu reeves his acting in it i thought he was spot on i know will smith was lined up for it um, yeah 
Who else was lined? There was a couple of people lined up for it, wasn't there? Like he, Can't. I know Will Smith was first choice apparently, and he turned it down for Wild Wild, Wild West. West. Yeah. He was the first choice, and Sean Connery was uh, up for, for Morpheus. Morpheus. Yeah. Yeah, Ken Reeves wasn't even the second choice for the role. Right, really? The filmmakers, they so they offered it to Johnny Depp, Leonardo DiCaprio. Johnny Depp. Nicolas Cage, Val Kilmer, and Brad Pitt. Okay, so of all of those, so I would say no to um, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage would have spoiled it. Yeah. So no Nicolas Cage. Uh, Will Smith would have been a no for me. I don't think, I think he's just too big for that role yeah that makes sense uh and he said so too i think if if i saw me says at that stage of his life he felt like he had to really dominate every scene yeah and neo couldn't dominate because he had to feel like he he had to have an inferiority complex almost yeah you know and um so that's why keanu sort of yeah he he played that role well who else val kilmer val kilmer leonardo dicaprio he might have done all right like back then it says here the majority of them turned it down because they didn't understand they didn't understand it right Valcom is quite a smart guy. I don't understand why he turned it down. But the, another person I've just discovered, just with a quick search, um, Lorenzo de Bonaventura, the producer mm. of Matrix, says that before Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock was his first choice. So he wow. Actually, yeah. So he wanted a female to play. Isn't that interesting? To play Neo. Yeah, which would have been yeah quite quite a revelation. Yeah, you know, yeah. Who knows how that would have gone? But um, I, but as we know it, Keanu Reeves was in our minds definitely the best choice uh, because it worked. It did. It yeah. worked. So we can't really dispute that he wasn't the best choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. He played Definitely. it. He played it. Sort of just, just came in under. I know, think didn't overplay know, his hand. Yeah. So definitely. So I'm. I'm really glad that he'd said yes to it. Uh, is that Jared? Mm. Oh. Don't know. Answer it if you want. That's all right. Um, I'll call him back after. Yeah. yeah I, I think, like we speaking. were saying before, <laughs> um, he plays it just with that right amount of cool yeah. like kind of you know he's the, that that kind of cool action star I don't know a little bit dorky you can see him as yeah. a hacker you know yeah because he's a hacker at the beginning yeah. yeah and and he plays that well and then you know I think at the end when he's stuffing the bullets like he just he fills that role really well he gave a yeah. lot of space for a really good and fairly long character because it's over three films you know mm. long character arc um, three long films too they're not yeah. short films yeah. so it gave a lot of time for just a beautiful character arc that took him from being this gawky uh, hacker who was unsure of himself and who was scared because if you remember the first uh, or one of the first scenes when he's trying to escape the office you know and yeah. he led on the phone and says now all you got to do is do this yeah. and then he ended up being too scared to do it yeah. um, and then getting caught and so he went from that to being just this a Superman, really, um, mm. you know, as they considered him. So definitely uh, was the right person for the role. And that's why I choose Matrix as my number one yep. Keanu Reeves film. And as you do as well. Definitely. Yeah. Anything more to say on that? Any any last bit, tidbits or trivia? Um, oh, just another, you know, again, the supporting, the rest of the cast oh, is man. incredible. Killer. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, everyone, but you know, um, Carrie Ann Moss and yeah. Lawrence Fishburne, and then um, besides Lawrence Fishburne, though, Hugo Weaving. Oh well, Hugo Weaving, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, I was going to say who else has gone on to do stuff, but obviously Hugo Weaving has and continues to play yeah. big Hollywood roles. He's yeah, the ultimate bad guy. Yeah, definitely. and good guy. What the hell? He's so great. Well, he's very versatile. He's so yeah. versatile. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's great. Um, and there's some others in there supporting roles. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a good cast. Yeah, so that's um that's our top five Keanu Reeves films. As we anticipate Bill and Ted eventually coming out when, uh, you know, America gets their act together and gets control of COVID and can <laughs> sort of open their theaters again. Yes, so please. really, that's what's happening. <laughs> We're waiting on America, guys. So they may mock the masks and the social distancing but it's stopping us from being able to see Tenet and Bill and Ted's face the music and yeah. Milan and all these great movies that are waiting in the wings to come out because they don't want to release them until they're released in America so that they can all be synced otherwise they'll, yeah there'll be money lost definitely yeah. if they try and space it out too much and, definitely uh, yeah you can't wait <clears throat> too long otherwise no but I mean how long can we wait 
Do you know of many movies? I know of um, Artemis Fowl that has gone that has changed streaming. their uh, yeah. yeah their movie release and gone straight to yeah. theater release and gone straight to uh, streaming. Yeah. Anyone? Any other ones that you know? Uh, well, Onward didn't go directly, but that Onward was kind of I think oh over here. I only had a week or something. Eh? Yeah, it got released the week before we closed down. Right. So. Um, and then that was pretty quickly put on uh, the Disney Plus channel yeah. uh, streaming network. So I'm sure there's others. I'm not sure of any specific ones that have they've chosen to go directly to right. to streaming over. Probably a few minor ones. Oh, they did trolls much money on. overseas. Okay. Yeah, that was a paid um, right. streaming thing. Okay. We're supposed to be releasing that in the September holidays over here right, okay. at the movies. So yeah, so that'll be interesting because some people probably would have seen it. Right. But yeah, I believe that was only overseas that it was supposed yeah. to be released. Yeah, I wonder if all these streaming services are eyeing up these films. Yeah, it'll be interesting, and I think you know there might be some movies that get brought forward, you know, depending on when we open up and right. and how things are going. But if they see a gap in the market, you know, some movies mm. that have been postponed or were finished but set for a later date might actually get brought forward to fill a gap. Yeah, okay. And try and and kind of uh, I guess capitalize on that. Mm you know, the gaps that, that are there at the moment. To be honest, there's, there's quite a few strong movies coming out the rest of this year because of the postponement of a lot of them. So, Just hope they do open up this year. Yeah. yeah. Releasing this year, that is, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. come on. Land of the free. Get yeah. it together, all right? But yeah, you hope they don't spread them out too much. I mean, you know, uh, companies like Disney have a lot of content because mm. of they've got, they've got Marvel, they've got, you know, um, yeah, Lucasfilm, right. they've mm. got... Plus, they you know Pixar and Disney movies, so they have a lot of content, and they don't want any of their content competing with their other content when they release it at the cinema. Yeah, okay. Because that yeah, takes that away from their overall um, takings. So you got to watch for that too, which is why when they took over Fox, they actually spread out some of the content that was coming out. Yeah, yeah because you know they they now own Fox, so some of the movies that Fox were doing and that they were doing might have clashed, so they kind of spread things out a little bit okay. and changed up the roster a bit. Um, so yeah, that that may happen, but I don't know that that can also hurt them as well if they they don't do it right. So, yeah, I know, right? Mm. It's tricky. It's rocking a hard place. And, That's it. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully we're all back in the movie theaters soon, everyone. Uh, but just remember, the movie theaters in Australia are opening uh, I'm not sure about Victoria but at least in Queensland we're yeah. opening soon in a week this, oh well 2nd of July yeah. 2nd of July sorry um, so not too long it's this, about a week this Thursday oh this Thursday this yeah less Thursday. than a week sorry yeah. yeah so in less than a week the movie theatres are opening again but you can only take 19 of your friends <laughs> and you have to um, and you have to sit the seat apart alright so but if you go to Luke's Theatre uh, all the seats are nice and cushy and they are yeah Fully reclining. Fully reclining. Yeah. So that's in um, Stafford. Stafford, yeah. So ch- uh, check out, say hello to Luke and let him know what movie you want to see and he'll direct you in the right to the right theater. So so we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much for listening. This is Tonic Pop. You've been listening to the film bros. I think that's what we're going with. Who knows? <laughs> uh, we might change it next time. But for the last two episodes, that we've been calling ourselves because, yes, we are brothers-in-law. And uh, we'll have to get all the brothers-in-law and, and brothers... We've been to the past. We've been to the future. We've been all around the afterlife. And you know, Ted, the best place to be is here. The best time to be is now. And all we can say is... Let's rock!
I mean, Ultron wasn't great. I don't think he wasn't as menacing as he could have been, but... Great voice, though. But, well, <laughs> yeah, did you hear... Have you heard the actors there talk about be. it? Some people might not agree with that. Have you heard um, the actors talk about it? Like, no. What? So they... um. Because he's got such, he's got one of those voices that really just draws you in, engages you. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, what's yeah, his I name? keep wanting to say. I keep wanting to say. Uh, Blacklist. Um, James Spader. James Spader. Yeah. Um, I was. Yeah. I was like, not David Spade. No, not ben Spade. <laughs> totally different person. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, James Spader. They say his voice is just so hypnotizing. Hypnotizing. Yeah. That when he starts speaking, you just look into his eyes right yeah <laughs> and so because oh so they kept looking at so his eyes looking at his of... eyes but but they had this light above his head that they were supposed where you're to supposed at. to look at because yeah. that's what ultron's <laughs> head was supposed to be and so they said if you look if you watch and your eyes are sharp enough you'll see us often like looking at ultron's groin <laughs> yeah because spader's head was where gro- the, uh, the groin was supposed to be to rewatch that's it. pretty funny yeah 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 I'll watch that with the... That's very watchable too. Like, I thought, oh, that's an okay movie when it first came out. I wasn't overly enthralled by it. And then Akira w- wanted to watch it and we watched it. I enjoyed like, it more on the second it. viewing. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I enjoyed it the second I did time. the first time. Yeah. yeah. Still recording so I can do an outtake. Yeah. Ugh.